Welcome to the Living on Purpose podcast. I am your host, Maudie Wollner, a multiple business owner, life coach, busy mom of three, and curious student of life. This podcast is a place for inspired women to gather. Each week, I will share personal stories, quick inspo, strategies that you can implement right away, and engage in real conversations with badass women who have made the conscious decision to live a life on purpose one that they have intentionally designed and that they now demand. No more allowing our lives to be defined by everyone else. No more putting ourselves on the back burner. No more living in a state of default and never going after our goals or our dreams. We are gonna live our best lives on our terms. Living on purpose is our goal and we're gonna get after it starting right now. All right, so I am adding a new segment to the podcast. This one is my shout out to you. My sincere thank you for rating and reviewing this show. My labor of love. I am honored and floored that just after one week, we have 12 five-star reviews and two comments, and I'd love to share one with you now. This comment is from Storm K. She says, great first episode. Can't wait for more. Listened while on a jog, kept going just to finish the episode. Aw, thanks, Storm. You keep on moving that amazing bot of yours. And I would love to hear what you think of the show. Leave a review, and I will make sure to get a shout-out to you on a future episode. Welcome to Episode 5 of the Living on Purpose podcast, and I have such a treat for you today. I am interviewing the phenomenal Heather Simpson, who is the founder and director of She Leads Me, which is a local company that's devoted to supporting women and their journey in life. It is truly a movement that I know you are going to want to check out after tuning into this podcast. Today, Heather talks about climbing that corporate ladder and getting to the top. Once she got there, she looked around and realized that maybe this wasn't the top that she'd been craving all along. So today, she's going to walk you through how she decided to create her own top. Heather is truly one badass babe who is fully living on purpose, and I can't wait for you to hear. All right, Heather Simpson, welcome to the Living on Purpose podcast. I am it's so, great to be here. I'm so happy that you're here and we're doing this. Why don't you take a minute to introduce yourself to the listeners? Tell us what you got going on personally and professionally. Yes. Well, I am Heather Simpson. I am the founder and director of a company that I built called She Leads Me. Personally, I am a mom to three. We have a beautiful little blended family in our household. Me and my partner, Matt, we have our three children. Um, life is a beautifully chaotic and has all of the uh, highs and lows that you can imagine, which is such a great life. It's it's incredibly amazing. And then professionally, I took a leap of faith and built a life that I wanted and created this company called She Leads Me, where I look to provide resources for professional women in their growth in either entrepreneurship, if they own their own business, or if they work with inside an organization and look to help provide resources for them on their leadership journeys and help them step more authentically into that. Wow, that that is amazing. Okay, so these interviews are just conversations with 
women that are relatable who have done exactly what you have done, which is take a leap of faith to create the life that you wanted. So it's you've intentionally pivoted. Yes. So take us back to pre she leads me and then we are going to get totally into what she leads me on is all about because I'm so I am passionate about what you have going on so I cannot wait to share all the goodness inside of that. Thank you. First take us back to where you were pre she leads me. What what was it about your life that was something that you didn't want and you needed to create. Yeah. Well, prior to She Leads Me, I had been in the real estate industry for 13 years and never really wanted to necessarily go out and sell real estate, but I wanted to be the person behind other realtors or other brands that would help encourage them and motivate them and and build their businesses to where they could effectively help their clients on their best level. And so I really loved that work. The part that became challenging for me and the reason why I transitioned out of it, um, I, I, I worked through all sorts of different kind of jobs and job titles. And eventually I worked myself into helping a real estate company launch and, and landing a CEO position which was really exciting, really rewarding, and a very fulfilling period of time that I'm so thankful for. And in that transition and and period of time, um, you know, the the real estate industry is predominantly male dominated, um, which again, great, like loved the people that I worked with. But the energy shifts that I had to make myself to show up in those meetings, um, in a more masculine energy was great. But again, like it kind of got me to a place where I, I was just really looking to recharge in my feminine energy and had to kind of go seek some outside resources to help me grow and develop as a person, to help me grow and develop as a CEO, and to also recharge in a way that filled me back up so I could go back in to the boardroom, go back into those meetings and do the work that I needed to do. And when I was seeking out for those resources, I had a really hard time finding them locally. I would try different networking groups. I would try uh, some established things that I had access to at the time and felt that there was a disconnect for me personally. And so I was really looking for not just the passing out of business cards, but I was looking for more of a connection. And so when I couldn't find that, I, I ended up kind of connecting with a group that was out of the area that I had to to fly to, that I had to like invest a lot of money into, which was totally worth it. But something that wasn't sustainable on the month to month or week to week, which is really more of what I needed in my position. And so as my role kind of evolved and changed in the CEO capacity, I decided at the time to just create She Leads Me as like a resource for women, but that was also going to exist still within my CEO position. Got it. And as life evolves, I just naturally was like, well, wait a second. Why, why am I in this? Why am I in this industry where I am not, I'm passionate about helping people, but I'm really passionate about helping women. And so why don't I just transfer what I'm doing 
in a very specific industry and open that up to the professional women of my community. And so that was a very long answer for you, but that, that is kind of the evolution of where I was and, and how I got here. That's, okay. So that's amazing. So I want to break it down a little bit yes, um, please do. because I know that I've felt energy shifts, AKA completely drained walking into meetings, walking into the front door of positions that I've held and yes. it sounds like you worked your way up. Like mm-hmm. you did what you were supposed to do in, in real estate. You started and had a bunch of different jobs and then landed yourself in a position of CEO, which sounds like the goal. Yes. So, right? Like you <laughs> arrived. And that you- was the goal. I like, I actually went in there and asked for that position. I was like, listen, here's who I am. And this is what I bring to the table. And this is the position that I want. That's, and that's what we naturally are kind of trained to think of, right? Is kind of like those next steps and yes. CEO is like the top. Right. So, so what happens when you get there and you look around and you're like, maybe this isn't where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. What did that feel like? It it feels scary. <laughs> like right. to be honest, it's like, okay, uh here I am, here's where I've arrived, quote unquote, right? Um, but there's still a lot of work to do. Like at that level, there's so much more pressure. And it seems like you have a lot of control or a lot of say. But in but in the end, there's a whole team of people that were there that Really, the the steps that I didn't take to make sure that that position was the right one for me was that I didn't make sure that the group that I was working with and I were completely aligned. There was a lot of things and a lot of red flags that along the way, um, now looking back, I should have known better. I should have known that these problems were going to continue whether I had a CEO title or not. And I am also. Uh, I, I, in my life, like I've really built what I've wanted to have and I just go do things and I fix things. And I've done that in multiple different facets in my life. And so within this dynamic, I, looking back again, like I was hired by them originally to kind of be the fixer of some, some different dynamics in this group. And that was never going to work. I couldn't, I couldn't, you can't fix people. I mean, you just really can't. And so when I realized that this was never going to be what I needed it to be, to be successful for me and successful for where I wanted the company to go and grow. Um, that was scary. And I had to take some steps that really put myself on the line. And as I did that, you know, my, my path kind of unfolded before me and it was challenging and it was so painful and it was scary because I'd also invested and poured in to this organization and this company and everybody was hand selected, right? I'd grown this company from 12 people to 75 in three years and, and had literally chosen every single person there and had worked alongside them to help build their, to build where they're at. And uh, the thought of the loss of that uh, was the thing that I really had the hardest struggle with. And which is why it took me a little bit longer to take the steps yeah. that I did to phase out of that and into what I'm doing now. Okay. So, and I think we do that a lot as we come into a situation as a fixer and yes. it is very, very, um, 
you have to be very self-aware, mm-hmm. I would imagine, to take a step back and say, this isn't fixable it, yes. in the way I have envisioned it. Yes. The other thing that you said is I should have known better. And I love that you say, you know, looking back, I should have known better. And it reminds me of Maya Angelou's quote, when we know better, we do better. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you just didn't know at the time. And now looking back, you're able to take all those lessons into she leads me. Mm -hmm. So you did some things. It sounds like while you were in the CEO role, you said that you looked for outside resources that you felt like you needed, that you weren't getting in the position. Can you tell us? So what I am getting at, let's say someone who's listening is in a position that they cannot pivot 100% out. Mm-hmm. What are some things that they could do slightly pivot? What are some outside resources that they could um, go after um, while they're looking at their options? Yeah. So for me, tapping into a couple of different podcasts was the first place for me. Mm-hmm. I had a, achieved a CEO position by the time I was 29, <laughs> which there's not a lot of young CEOs and rightfully so because there, being a CEO like just takes a lot of experience. And I didn't have experience being a CEO of a company before. And I really recognize that in myself. And I am somebody that I've always looked to learn and grow. Um, I know that we are constantly evolving. And if you know, we're not moving forward. What's that saying? Where it's like, there's no standing still. You're either moving forward or you're moving backward. And so for me, if I couldn't find, let's say a female mentor to really help me step into the CEO position and and help kind of guide me along the way. Remember, this is a brand new company. So there, there wasn't anybody's shoes that I was stepping into. Mm -hmm. We as a group were kind of creating what this looked like along the way. So I didn't have somebody modeling it ahead of me. Um, So I didn't have access to a resource, to a mentor that was really guiding me along the way. So I tapped into podcasts, which it was a great free resource for me to hear a different type of language, to also listen to things outside of my industry. So to specifically at the time, not find real estate podcasts was very key for me. So I tapped into a couple of different podcasts to educate educate myself on leadership, to educate myself even more so and just you know, being a female leader and the differences that there is for us as females versus male, not good or bad. It's just that there are differences. And so really learning how to utilize that energy. That was the first step for me was tapping into resources like that, which were free, which were great because I didn't have to invest in my own money or ask the company to invest in those things for me. But I would say for anybody that is kind of in a similar situation right now, I would say that taking the time to identify what it is that you need. And if I would have gone to my board and asked more and been more vulnerable Mm -hmm. um, and and say that I needed more resource and assistance, I think that could have helped me. I think at the time with the dynamic of the group that we were working with, um, I knew that there was a person in that group that didn't believe in me. And so I was afraid to be vulnerable because I was afraid that they would use it as an attack method against me, which in the end actually eventually happened. But (laughs) despite that, I just wish that I would have been a, a, a bit more real about it. And that's what I would 
encourage people to do now is like, if you need the resources, you need the resources and there's, it's okay to ask for it. So those were the couple of things that I did um, to, to help me in that transition. Right. That's awesome. Okay. So you looked at some podcasts and I love your tip on looking at outside industries, Mm -hmm. going um, and finding information kind of out of our comfort zone because our opportunities really are out there. And a lot of things haven't just been put in front of us yet. And so putting other ideas and podcasts and industries in front of us is a great tip. Yeah. I actually, in my business consulting, whether it's been in the real estate realm or in now the businesses that I help consult now, I actually really encourage people to go to two live events a year. One that is for your industry specifically, because you do need to know what's going on. You need to be informed. You need to be making sure that you're getting the latest information about what's happening in your industry. And then to go to something that is not in your industry whatsoever. And to meet a different group of people and to hear from a different perspective about what's happening in that world so that you can learn from that and take away things that might help change your position, that might help give you perspective to change your job and really open up a different world to you. So it is a very big thing that I actually encourage a lot of people to do and I do for myself as well it's life-changing. It's business changing. It's, it's, it's really valuable to go be immersed in a different type of environment. Absolutely. And I think now's a great time to plug. She leads me retreat. Yes. <laughs> because, uh, I know that that's coming up and I can't wait. I'm going. Yes, you are. I'm so, um, so thrilled to have you join us. And I'm going for the exact reasons that you just said, uh, to put myself in a situation that's outside of my normal office, my normal Monday through Friday to surround myself with inspired women that I don't necessarily know and to create an opportunity to learn and grow. And so I'm just really excited. So tell us about the Nourish Retreat and all the goodness. So we have an upcoming retreat that's in San Diego, California, October 7th through 9th. And we wanted to create a a retreat specifically outside of our state because how often as women do we plan things, but then feel the responsibility when we get the call that our kid left his lunch at home and we have to then like change our morning to like go emergency right (laughs) or a child is sick or um another client let's say you have a client i saw this in the real estate industry all the time where a client is like i need you right now right this moment and they this realtor that took time aside to plug into themselves and into their business is now completely shifted because of other people it's harder for us to have boundaries as women. We really care about all those people. Um, so I wanted to create a space where you couldn't just leave to go take your kid his lunch. Like he has to figure it out. Like maybe you don't forget from here on out. Maybe you have hot lunch today. Like you're going to be fine, right? <laughs> so that's why we're getting out of state. We're going to this beautiful resort at the Hotel Del Coronado. And we are investing three days into our life, into our mind, into our bodies, into our businesses, where we just get to nourish all of those different aspects and walk away 
with um, understanding who we are as an individual and tapping into what we're calling kind of your brand. So you as a person, you have, you're a walking, talking brand, whether you own your own business or not. So how you show up in your place of work and in, in your business, how you show up in this world, like people have a perception of you. They have this, what they feel when they're, when they're around you. So we're really going to hone in what that is. And is your brand something that like, is what you're showcasing something that you actually want to be showcasing? Or do we need to do some works and tweaks on that? We're going to dive into um, our health and wellness. We're going to be doing some like, like spin and yoga on the beach. We're going to be eating amazing, really healthy foods. And we're also going to spend a large chunk of time developing your kind of business and life plan for the next 18 months. And so again, whether that's you own your own business or you work in an organization, if you don't have a plan for where you want to go, I can guarantee you that you're never going to get there. And so it's amazing to me how many people, especially businesses, do not operate with a business plan. And so we're going to take the time to actually fully develop that. And it's not just goal setting. It's actually creating the entire vision, which is part of it, vision and goal setting, but then breaking down what that looks like, actually putting together a plan so that you walk away and you come home like ready to rock and roll. You have the plan and you now know what your marching orders are to achieve the things you want to be achieving. So I could go on and on, but it's, it's going to be a really incredible time. I'm so excited for the women that are coming together. We are only inviting, opening this up to a small group of people because it's, we're, we're going to get real. We're going to dive deep. We're going to really work together and it's, it's going to be an amazing, amazing time and amazing experience. I'd love to see a couple of you there. Okay. So how do our listeners register? So you can go to sheleadsme.com. We have an entire page there that shows you the schedule that we're doing, shows you the things that we're covering. We're very transparent about what we're doing. Um, This is not something that you sign up for and pay money and then are like, what am I actually showing up for? So uh, we have all the info there. If you go to our site and click on the events tab, you can find out information about our Nourish Retreat. Okay. Awesome. So let's go back and I want to know how you transitioned from CEO out of that and what steps did you take to start She Leads Me? And I love that what you did was you saw a need, your need in the community. And you said, nobody's going to fill this. So why don't I? Yes. Yes. So what did you do? How did you transition out of real estate or out of the CEO position Mm -hmm. and create your own business. Yeah. So transitioning out of the real, the CEO position at first, I didn't necessarily have a plan. There was kind of a series of events that, that kind of all came to a head. And I was in a situation where I had to say the things that had to be said, um, as a CEO, as a leader to really, um, speak, the, the things that I was seeing and, and really call them out, okay. which, you know, at the time, um, I, I mean, I still 100% believe in that that was the right thing to do. And that caused a pretty quick transition out of my CEO position. I didn't necessarily anticipate 
things happening the way that they did. So I didn't necessarily have a game plan at that time when I transitioned out of my CEO position. But what happened was I was like, okay, well, um, I am the sole provider of my family. I need to figure my stuff out. And I, again, kind of what I spoke to before, like I knew that as I was kind of gearing towards this place, I, I, had already anticipated the loss that was going to happen for me. And so looking back, I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't dive right into She Leads Me right away because I wasn't ready for it. I was actually supposed to have a She Leads Me event and bring in speakers like within two months after this, after me leaving this position. And I had to really get vulnerable. I had to really be humble and go to my She Leads Me community, the very small community that had built been built up this far and just say, listen, life has happened and I'm not in the space where I can do this, but um, we're going to still gather. We can gather in my home and, and have kind of our first like kickoff thing there. Mm-hmm. And while that was happening, I also knew that I had to make some money. So while I was, I mean, I was in the real estate industry. So for the first nine months, right after I left that position, I sold real estate okay. and became so miserable. Mm, (laughs) It was never my goal to sell real estate. It was never, that's just not my passion or my driver, my desire. And so I really had to look at, okay, I have this amazing community again, that was so small at the time, just like a lot of just like my friends and like my mom was in the group, like, you know, people that actually love me. Right. (laughs) Like you're in the group, no matter what. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Like you won't go away. Like, cause you, cause you're my mom, you have to be there. Uh, so, and looked at what she leads me could be and look at me selling real estate. Right. And in that situation, I'm like, well, I'm self-employed no matter which way I go. So I might as well go all in and pour everything I have into a concept that really is heart-centered work for me. So that transition took a lot of different things. So, so here, here are my takeaways for your listeners here. So first it was a mindset shift for me to get there where I had to realize that for me at the time, I, I, I stood for who I was Mm -hmm. and there in that situation had consequences. You should never be in a situation ever where who you are and the ethics that you stand for and the principles that you live by cost you your job, right? So that was like an eye opener for me. Like, oh, wow, not the right place, even though that I thought it was, even though I invested so much, not the right place for me. Um, And then that mindset shift of going from selling real estate as my own independent contractor, my own boss to making a business out of she leads me. It took a mindset shift because it was no different, right? It was just me making the choice to be like, okay, I have to, I have to shift gears. Right. The, the second part of that though, in those steps is making sure that my bases are covered. So making sure that I know what it takes to run my household financially. A lot of people are fearful of tapping into their money situation, right? Like money has a lot of weird things for people. A lot of emotions come up. A lot of triggers happen. Not a lot of people are like 100% confident um, when it comes to their money mindset. So I had to get, and 
I had dealt with a lot of my money stuff in the past. So thankfully I was at a place where I really owned um, my financial situation and created it when I wanted it to be. So, but I did have to look at, okay, what would my overhead be if I was looking to start this new business? What are my household expenses? How long am I covered with the amount of money that I've saved? Like how long, like what is my time frame here? Okay. I have seven months worth of reserves to make all of my bills, make sure my family is fed, make sure that everybody is covered. So I'm like, okay, I have six months to start making an income yeah. with this, with She Leads Me. And so that really helped me in developing my business plan for my business and what I was going to be doing and how I was going to be making that shift financially for me. Because while it is heart-centered work, it's also a business, right? And a business needs to create income on some level. So Absolutely. that was the second piece for me was making sure my bases were covered and really understanding that and, and owning that knowledge was power in that um, sense. And then the third aspect of it was getting my support team on board. And I will never forget going to Matt, my partner, and just being like, so I'm not going to do real estate anymore. And he looked at me like I was crazy. Right. <laughs> like He is a military background. He has an incredible sense of work ethic. He is driven by showing up, receiving orders, if you will, right? And doing a really good job. He is not entrepreneurial minded like myself. So the other aspect to getting your support team on board, when I went to have that conversation with him, I had to be very prepared. I couldn't just emotionally dump everything. Like I've had it. I'm sick of real estate. I'm not doing it anymore. I don't right. have the plan. I'm just like, and cause him to freak out because mm. that would get us nowhere pretty fast. I had to go to him and say, okay, I want to really develop. She leads me. And so how, how do we do that? Here's the plan. Here's what I'm going to be doing. It's obviously a brand new business. So I can't guarantee anything, but here's where we're at financially. Here's my commitment. And, and this is the plan that I want to implement and getting my support team on board. Um, that was a really, those three steps yeah. were really important part of that transition process for me and, uh, and, and getting myself to be able to have the best successful start on my own individual business journey. Awesome. And it's, I think, so important to do that inside internal work before and yes. also during and continuously because your mindset shifts, right? As you are in your CEO role, you had one mindset. And then when you had to be vulnerable and say to your, she leads me group of women, no, we're not going to do this big event. We're going to scale it back a little bit. Your mindset has shifted mm -hmm. big time throughout this. Um, so I think it's so important to just constantly be aware of where your mind's at and be working, working on that. And then it sounds like you had a plan because I think a lot of times we talk and talk and talk and think and think and think about going after our big goals and dreams. But when the rubber meets the road, action is the hard part. Yeah. We really can talk ourselves out of it. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> like, who am I to do this thing? Like, who am I? You know, I, it's, it's, uh, it is putting down what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, especially like if you feel called something, get it down on paper, right. like start to just 
outline what that would look like for you, because then you can go back to that and it's tangible and you can hold on to it. Because as we try to make these decisions, that can sometimes be pretty emotional, yeah. right? Uh, having that tangible piece of paper that's like, no, I have a plan. Yeah, and yeah. Will that plan change? Yeah, absolutely. Because mm. it has to be fluid. We evolve as people. Like our businesses will evolve. She leaves, we won't be the same this time next year as it is today. Like that's just what happens. Right. If I want to stay in business, I have to evolve and grow and change. That's just what it is. So we we really can spend a lot of time talking ourselves out of it and doubting ourselves. And I mean, that still can happen. It still happens to me. I can still have a bad day and wonder if I'm doing the right thing. But, but yeah, we, we oftentimes can really get scared and not take that leap. And it's such a shame. I see brilliant people that have incredible things that they could bring to this world. And sometimes taking longer to have that happen is okay. Right. You know, it's necessary and good. Like I said, like if she leaves me would have happened right away. I wouldn't have been in the space to do it, Yeah. but I still created the plan and I still took steps towards making that a reality. Mm -hmm. And I would really encourage anybody that's listening, that's thinking about that. Like, just get it to pen and paper, sister. Like, let's just, just start to lay it out there so that you can be empowered by that and create create the life you want. Live on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Girl, preach. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I think that you are an action girl by nature. I think you are a doer. And so many of us get stuck not taking the initial baby first step because if you thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a retreat in San Diego. That's too big. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) With the baby step, it's just Mm -hmm. It's just getting it down and taking a little bit of action. Right. I love that advice. Take that action. Tell a friend, get it on paper, work on your mindset. Yes. I love everything. A therapist. (laughs) Yes. Yes. A therapist. They're really amazing. The stigma around like mental health and therapy. I don't know why that exists in this world, but if you don't have a good therapist, please go get one. It's, it's so key. (laughs) Action step number one. Yes. Um, Find someone amazing, like, because they will help you through all of those things, right? Like in those moments of doubt, they'll help you see right through that because they're getting to know you and know your background and history. So absolutely, I could go down the whole, we could do a whole episode on just mental health awareness. I love that. I'm going to have you back and we'll have another conversation about mental health and the stigma because as business owners, um, when I first had my first panic attack, I was like, see a therapist. What, what are you even talking about? Like, I don't need that. And now I am, I'm just the biggest, biggest advocate of talking to yeah. a counselor or therapist. So let's do that. Let's schedule let's do it and uh, take that stigma off of it. I love that. Let's please. It's one of my missions in awesome. the, the work that we're doing. Awesome. Well, I want to wrap up. So tell us how can um, the listeners find you? Where do you hang out? Yeah. So I hang out a lot on social. So you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram um, at She Leads Me. It's where we're at. And uh, we do a lot of in-person events. So I like to try to capture some of that stuff and talk about that on social media because I do believe in the power of actual community and connecting with each other. 
So if you're in the Whatcom, Skagit County area in Washington, you're more than welcome to join us. We'd love to have you. Um, we also have our own podcast. If you'd like to listen, it's just called the She Leads Me podcast, but that's predominantly where we are as a community of She Leads Me and would love to meet the amazing listeners of yours. Um, I love the community and the life that you are building and with all of the living on purpose stuff. So I'm, I'm so excited for you and so grateful for you. So thank thank you you for letting me be on your show. It was wonderful. And you know, if definitely, if you're in the area, come to a, she leads me event. They are so inspiring. So worth it. Even waking up super early to get there (laughs) is definitely worth it. Thank Um, you. Well, let's wrap up with the last question. Miss Heather, what does living on purpose mean to you? To me, living on purpose means creating intention and really looking at how you're living your life and kind of waking up. Mm. Because so many of us, I just feel like we're kind of sleepwalking. Literally every single thing that you do, you're making a choice to do whether you're awake or not right? So when you go brush your teeth, you do that out of habit, but like, that's a, that's a choice that you've made, but doing everything that you do with more intention and waking up to that is living on purpose to me. Because then once you actually have the awareness of that intention, then you actually are able to create the life that you want to be creating and being freed by that. Because even though there's challenges, even though life can be messy and it's not perfect, it's so rewarding once you get to that place and you do intentionally live on purpose. Just like that's, that's what that means to me. Oh, I got goosebumps. That was beautiful. Thank Thank you you. so much, Heather. It has been absolute joy. Likewise, sister. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. I'm so grateful to be part of your community. Thank you so much for tuning in to the living on purpose podcast. It has been a blast hanging out with you. If you loved this week's episode, please hit that subscribe button. That way, you won't miss any future goodness we throw your way. Craving community and connection with like-minded badass women? Feel free to join us in the Living on Purpose Facebook group. And of course, the best gift that you could possibly give is an honest review on iTunes. Alright, that's it. Until next time, always keep living on purpose.